Hello and welcome to The Pulse. How do you keep the kids off the streets or at least away from being dissatisfied with the government and taking part in protests? The government seems to think that pop concerts, more national education and more money will help. We'll look at some of that equation in part two. But first, the flu. So far this year, more than 100 people have died of it and the number is rapidly rising. Tuesday saw the highest death toll in a single day this year with 12 deaths. And the even worse news is that there's not likely to be a vaccine against the deadliest H3N2 strain until April. The Centre for Health Protection is investigating two outbreaks of an influenza-like illness in kindergarten and a primary school. Thousands of patients have flooded to emergency rooms at public hospitals. Some hospitals have now run out of beds. I want to ask the Governor, why you have SARS experience, but this time you have chosen to be so low, to use the information online, to deal with it, and not to come out directly to the citizens. The Dimka 正說我數出來的是這一月的下半月到現在我是已經是十七次見了全門而且有些日子一天不止一次 According to the Center for Health Protection, the vaccine used in Hong Kong may not be appropriate for the H3N2 strain of flu that is causing problems this winter. Thus, the current vaccination program offers only limited protection. The peak period of the flu season will last for another four to six weeks. A vaccine to protect against the new deadly influenza strain will not be available until April. The hospital authority uh, is actually um, making sure there are enough beds you know, for the uh, additional number of flu cases. Uh, for example, uh, delaying the non-urgent uh, you know, surgeries or you know, procedures, uh, allowing for more manpower you know, to make sure that, that the situation uh, is uh, being contained. Uh, the uh, Center for Health Protection is uh, doing a lot of surveillance in terms of looking at the numbers, uh, looking, comparing with previous figures, and also making sure you know, the vaccination is uh, you know, okay. Um, obviously, it is very important, I think, you know, for us to also uh, communicate these risks uh, to the public so that they understand the current situation. So we will make sure there are regular uh, sort of um, you know, press uh, conferences, releases, so that the public would be uh, well informed uh, of the uh, situation and the figures.
Well, with us in the studio is doctor and legislator Kwok Kaki. Can I ask you, you've been critical of the government response to this flu crisis. Why is that? Now, we are facing a very major outbreak. If we look into the numbers of admission to the intensive care unit and the death toll, which is increasing every day, um, if we wanted to have any important information from the government, interestingly, the secretary will ask us to look at the web pages. We all know that this influenza is like affecting the elderly or the very young kids. They would not automatically go to the web page to look for information. What we really need is information disposal with uh, effective media like TV, like radio, like everyday. But, but the meeting. government says that, that the, the secretary himself says, well, I'm on the radio practically every day. Yes, but if you contrast this with like uh, the before when there's outbreak, we will have a special ad hoc committees arranged by the government and they will meet the media every day to give uh, timely advice and also arrangement. And of course the other thing we ask about is the percentage of vaccination is disappointing. In Hong Kong, um, the government assisted scheme is giving injection to about 6% of the population, which contrasts like to Taiwan is 40%. In any developed country, well, let me it just stop 40. you there. And what has been the consequence in Taiwan? I mean, they've got similar conditions. Has the death rate been the same? No, the death rate for them is very low. Up until the end of January, there are only two deaths and only uh, 31 very severe cases. So it, you can compare this figure to those in Hong Kong. And is, is, is inoculation the, the crucial factor here, or are there other crucial factors? It is very important. In fact, it may be the most important factors. Despite the fact that they're saying that the existing vaccine isn't appropriate for this virus. Yes, in the past, the vaccine will give 60 to 70% protection. Right now, we are facing only 20 to 30%. But still, we are probably able to cut down half of the infected patients. If you count, you know, numbers of admission to intensive care units, they're causing a lot of public money, and maybe 30,000 per day for the ICU bags. So you can imagine how much money we need to you know, support very severe patients. So you've got inoculation. What else, in your view, should the government be doing? They should have very active uh, inoculation program, not the one they conducted at this moment. They need to go to every community, go to the schools, to go to the uh, like very big corporation, the factory, to have the active inoculation. This has been done in many countries, like in North America, like Taiwan, they're doing that at the community level and not in Hong Kong. You know, you need to go to the public clinic. You ask for it. They, the nurses and the doctors will not automatically give you vaccination unless you ask for that. But uh, we don't, unfortunately, have a health department representative here. But I think what they'd say if they were here is there's a line to be drawn between taking preventative measures and causing alarm amongst the population. Um, I, I have a sense that perhaps you think that they should be more alarmist. In fact, rule number one for the uh, combating infectious disease and outbreak is you need to uh, slightly overreact because you need to alert the people. You need to ask the people to be very careful. If you stay low profile, as, as of the government is doing, you know, people tend to forget the advice like to have vaccination, wearing a mask, or even have early medication that are very important to uh, protecting our community. But, but what I, I, I'm saying to you is 
you, you remember when we had avian flu, there were people sitting in their cars wearing masks. I mean, there was all sorts of completely irrational behavior going on. Yes, so to wear a mask is not applicable to all the people, but at least a few groups of people need to wear a mask. Like if we have uh, influenza, if we have common cold, if we have any diseases, this will protect others from getting infection. We, if we are the elderly or the very young kids, particularly in the very crowded place like the MTR, like the buses, elderly centre, childcare centre, those are the places a lot of people will be jammed together. They would be advisable to wear a mask. And of course, we need to do, you know, advise those with chronic disease. And like if you're having a heart disease, diabetes, if you go to very crowded places, it's still advisable to wear a mask. And this also applies to the pregnant women because they're a very high-risk group. They should protect themselves and not everybody. But of course, for those very high-risk group, they should do that. And if I could just ask you briefly, do we have a problem here of resources or of... Um, the allocation of the existing resources not being adequate. Now, if you're saying we don't have resources, I'll be shameful to admit that because we're, not, we're spending every year more than 50 billion on the healthcare. And for each injection, it costs less than 50 Hong Kong dollars if it's purchased by the government. So we've got the money, but yes, we're just not using certainly. it. Well, Kwok Kaki, thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. After the blooming of the umbrella movement and the dissatisfaction so many people have expressed with Hong Kong's government and its proposed political development plans, finding ways to distract young people from taking to the streets has become a major government concern. Their thinking seems to be that this can be solved by more local movies, more cinemas and pop concerts, encouraging love for the motherland. In addition, there are plans to give the young more money to set up their own businesses. Jack Ma, the founder and chairman of Alibaba, has announced that his group is establishing a one billion Hong Kong dollar Alibaba Hong Kong Young Entrepreneurs Foundation to help local youngsters start their own business. His company is also annually creating 200 internship vacancies for young graduates. Tapinbunkabianchangsama. He announced details of this plan at an event organized by the Our Hong Kong Foundation, set up by former chief executive Tung Chi Wah. Part of the intention here was to encourage young people to set up their own businesses rather than express political dissatisfaction by taking part in political protests. Mr. Ma is an advisor to the think tank. Striking a patriotic note, Mr. Tung said that young people should follow their dreams and make them reality just like in the mainland. <laughs> 
Jack Ma shared his experience of building his enterprise with an audience of around 6,900 people. He stressed that to be successful, young people should be optimistic, persistent, and stop doing things like complaining. Why not? Some discipline is needed. I'm sorry. Ivan and his friends combine their savings to open up a postcard-themed cafe with Hong Kong features. He says that after just a month, the business is losing money. He's considering applying for funding to help out. Cafe,其他朋友,就是半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜,半夜
Ricky and Data successfully applied for funding from Cyberport to make 3D printers and develop a 3D printing business. 發展的business來說並不算是一個很大的數目但作為第一個 為什麼會選擇3D printing呢 the application process for the Cyberport Creative Micro Fund taught Ricky and Data some of the things needed to start a business, such as writing business proposals. Many of the existing funding schemes focus on information technology and innovation. In this year's policy address, the chief executive announced the government was setting up a $300 million youth development fund to support innovative, youth-focused activities not covered by existing schemes. This includes subsidizing NGOs to help young people start up their own business. But many young people feel that applying for youth entrepreneurship funding is unnecessarily tedious. 我們會覺得申請的程序是需要很久 Phoenix and James set up their computer business around five years ago. They use social media to promote the apps and websites they develop. They say that running their own business has plenty of challenges that won't be helped by taking government money or handouts from entrepreneur funds because money is not the crucial issue. 我們的角度去看,其實創業來說,我們最主要需要的未必是資金 
資金係更加重要嘅因素去決定我哋創業成唔成功嘅。咁好似例如、呃、你認識嘅人際網絡有幾大啦，同埋你本身自己個個人質素會唔會有呢個嘅決心啊、呃、勇氣咁樣去做創業呢一個決定啦。咁呢一啲、呃、都會係令到、呃、你去決定創唔創業嘅成功因素咯。So maybe it's not all about the money, but right now it is about us running out of time. But don't forget that if you've missed part of the show or yearn to see it again, you can go to the RTHK website or our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. You could even feast on old episodes if you wish. We'll see you at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye.